It's not too late to start a blog. Sure, the internet has tons of content, but there is always a need for high-quality content, especially when written for a specific person. If you have a desire to blog, then do it. Let's walk through how to start a blog. And now it's time for some more DIY SEO tips with Jennifer Rogina. We're going to break it into a 10-step process. That may sound daunting, but you can handle this. Each step will be simple to guide you from start to finish. The first step is choose a focus. The first step is to decide what you'll write about on your blog. You want to have a focus. You want to be specific. This will help everyone. Your readers will know what to expect when they visit your blog. Search engines will better understand where your authority lies, and you'll have a better idea of what content you should create. If you're not sure what topic would be best for your blog, choose one that fits into these categories. So first, make sure it's a topic that you can educate others about. This doesn't have to be something you're an expert in. This can be a new interest that you can walk through together with your audience. And the other thing is to make sure it's a topic that you're passionate about. If you have a hobby or interest you love doing, that would be a great topic for your blog. If you're passionate about the focus of your blog, it will make it much easier to create content. So in addition to knowing what type of content your blog will focus on, you also want to understand who you're talking to. It's important to understand who your blog is talking to. Each article you write, you want to make sure you are talking to that person. If you try to talk to everyone, you end up talking to no one. Instead, focus on the person you truly want to attract. Write directly and address that reader's interests and concerns. The best way to do this is to create a persona. I'll include a link in the show notes with a full guide on how you can create a persona. When your focus and audience are clear, you'll attract more people than you'll ever get trying to speak to everyone. And they'll become loyal fans. Okay, so on to step two. Choose a platform. Now you know what you want to write and who you're writing to, but what tool will you use to write it? We need to choose a blogging platform, which is also known as a CMS or content management system. So there are two basic types of systems, a free or a hosted system, and then a self-hosted system. The free systems are tools like Blogger or Tumblr, and then a self-hosted system would be something like WordPress.org. The self-hosted systems will cost you a little bit of money. The free or the hosted blogging options are restrictive. There's not as much freedom with content layout and formatting, you don't get a custom domain name, and you won't own your website. Plus, if you ever decide to move to a self-hosted option, it will not be an easy process. A self-hosted blogging platform is the way to go. There are some costs involved, but they don't have to be very much. The flexibility and business value that you receive far outweighs the small cost. There is also more setup required, but don't worry, we're going to walk you through exactly what you need to do. There are several different self-hosted platforms you can choose, but let's just be clear, you should choose WordPress. WordPress is widely adopted, and because of that, there are countless themes, 
plugins, and troubleshooting documentation that you can leverage. Plus, it's frequently updated for any security vulnerabilities. Now, when I say WordPress, I mean WordPress.org, not WordPress.com. The .com version is a free hosted platform with the same downsides we just discussed. WordPress.org, however, is a self-hosted platform that will provide endless opportunities for your blog. The platform itself is completely free, but to implement it, you'll need a domain and a host, which is not free. We'll discuss that next. So on to step three, choosing a name and a domain name. So the next step is to choose a name for your blog. You want something obviously relevant to the focus of your blog, but you also want your name to be memorable and simple, but not too generic so you can get a matching domain name. The domain name is the URL that is entered into the browser to access your blog. For example, google.com is the domain for Google. Your brand name and domain name don't have to match, but it's nice when they do. If they don't match, it can sometimes cause confusion and make it harder for potential readers to remember how they can find you. You can use a search online to see if the domain you're interested in is available. Most places that sell domains also have a tool to search for availability. So you can use a provider such as Bluehost and go to their domain section and they'll have a search field available that you could use to see if the domain is available for purchase. So right now you're just coming up with ideas and checking availability. You'll be able to purchase the domain as part of the next step. Step four, choosing a host. So part of using a self-hosted platform means you need a host. What that means is you need somewhere your website can live on the internet for people to access. You need a place to store all the files, images, and code that create your blog. There are a ton of hosts to choose from. When looking for a host, make sure they have a one-click install option for WordPress. This is going to make the installation process a breeze. It will take out any guesswork and the process is, well, done with one click. It makes the process brainless. No technical knowledge is required. If you're just starting out, I'd recommend using Bluehost. Bluehost lets you start hosting your blog for as low as $3.95 per month. That's $3.95 per month. And they include a free domain for the first year. They are one of the top-rated WordPress hosts, and they make the process simple for someone without a tech background to use. If you go with Bluehost, all you need to do is select the plan and follow through their prompts. If you have a domain name in mind, you'll be able to set that up during this process. But if not, they'll just assign you a temporary domain to get started, and then you can update it once you've decided. After you create the account, you just need to click the Install WordPress button, and then they'll go ahead and do the one-click installation for your blog. If budget is not an issue, you might want to look into Media Temple. I've been a Media Temple customer for over a decade, and I've been pretty happy with their service. The interface is simple and flexible. Their plans start at $20 a month, though, so it's quite an investment for a new blogger and a lot steeper price than the $4 a month of Bluehost. They have a few different hosting options to choose from. I'd recommend the grid hosting option. It has a one-click install option for WordPress, but it doesn't restrict you to WordPress-only sites. If you plan to create multiple sites in the future and don't want to commit to everything on WordPress, this could be a good route. They do also offer a WordPress-specific hosting option, 
Though this would make the process even easier, you would lose some flexibility for future websites. Okay, now to step five, choose a theme. So now that you have a host and used the one-click install to get things set up, you need to choose a theme for your new blog. You can either use a free theme or a paid theme. There are tons of each. So generally speaking, a paid theme is less likely to be hacked, but there is no guarantee. A paid theme is typically updated more often and therefore less susceptible to security vulnerabilities. However, you can find trustworthy free themes as well. We'll go over how to do that in just a minute. Whether you choose a paid or a free theme, you want to make sure it has good ratings and has been recently updated, like within the last six months at least. Okay, so how can you find a good free theme? In the admin panel of your WordPress website, you can navigate to Appearance and then Themes. From there, you could click on Add New and then you could go over to Popular. This is going to show you the most popular WordPress themes that you can download for free. This can be a convenient place to browse the themes, but I normally want more details than this interface provides. So what I do is I access the same list over on wordpress.org by going over to the themes and the popular section on their website. When you view the list on wordpress.org, you can click more info on any theme and then you can view the ratings, reviews, and when it was last updated. Use that data to make an informed decision. Make sure the theme has been updated in the last few months. Make sure that there are a decent amount of ratings and that they are good overall. Make sure the comments don't highlight a glaring issue. If you're still not sure which free theme to go with, I'd recommend trying either Hello Elementor or Astra. Once you decide, go back to Appearance and then Themes in your WordPress admin panel, and then click Add New, navigate to the theme you chose, and click Install. Okay, so if you wanted to do a paid theme, what I would recommend doing for that is to shop around for premium WordPress themes on ThemeForest. And I'll have links to all of this stuff in the show notes. Okay, so what I like to do on ThemeForest is run a search, and then I sort the themes by bestsellers. From there, I open up each theme that looks like it could be a good match and check for the following items. Okay, so first I look to see when it was last updated. Ideally, I'd like to have the theme to have been updated within the last three months. Anytime in the last six months would be okay, but older than that is a red flag. You want to make sure the theme creator hasn't abandoned the project, or you could have security issues in the future. Then I check the WordPress software version. So first, you need to determine what the latest WordPress version is, and there's a link for this in the show notes. Look at that version number and the release date. Then, look at the theme you're interested in. Confirm that it supports the most current version. If the newest WordPress version is only a couple of weeks old, the theme creator may still be working on the update. In that case, if it supports the previous version, there should be no issue. You'll likely receive a theme update soon to support the current version. Next, make sure that the theme specifies that it is responsive, meaning it looks good on every device, including mobile phones and tablets. And then lastly, check out the ratings and reviews. 
look at the feedback, make sure it doesn't sound like there are any glaring issues that would be a problem for you, and when looking at the overall rating, also take a look at the actual number of ratings it has. If you decide to buy a paid theme, go through the checkout and download prompts, and then the theme should come with documentation that you can follow to install it on your website. On to step six, configuring WordPress. Okay, so now you have a host and a domain set up, you installed WordPress, you chose and installed a theme, now let's start configuring our site. There are several settings and possible configurations in WordPress, but these are the most important ones you're going to need to go in and configure. So first let's go over to settings and then general. On this page, you're going to want to input the site title, tagline, and email address. Okay, so the site title is by default what is displayed as the primary title for your website that appears at the top of the browser window and in search results. Now, the text that displays can be adjusted with the Yoast SEO plugin, but you want this to be an accurate title regardless. Once you update your site title, then go update your tagline. Depending on your theme, this may be displayed near your logo. And then after that, update the email address. This is the admin email for the website. You want to make sure this is accurate so you receive notifications. Okay, the next page you want to go and set up is under settings and then reading. So the settings you want to check here is the one that says your homepage displays. By default, this is set to latest posts. And for a blog site, chances are that is exactly how you want it and you don't need to change anything. If instead you want a static homepage, this is where you would select it. If you use a static homepage, you'll then need to select a new page to use as your posts page to display your latest blogs. Okay, and then the next setting is under search engine visibility. By default, the discourage search engines from indexing the site checkbox should be unchecked. That is how you want it. If for some reason you don't want search engines to index your website, you can click the checkbox. If the website is a development website that will never go public, then go ahead and check that. If you plan to have this site live and ranked sometime, but just don't want to yet, then leave that box unchecked. There are other ways to handle hiding your site temporarily, such as a coming soon page or scheduling posts to publish on a future date. Okay, and then the last setting we want to go over is under settings and then permalinks. Make sure that post name is selected as your permalink structure. This helps configure the URLs in a way that's easy to read. Next is the theme configurations. So now it's time for the fun stuff. You get to start customizing your theme to fit the look and feel for your brand. To do this, you'll go to appearance and then customize. So start playing around with the options here until the theme fits your needs. Try uploading your logo, customizing the colors, and selecting a font. All right, let's go on to step seven, install plugins. The plugins you need will depend on your blog and your goals. Try not to install more plugins than necessary because they can start to conflict with each other and cause issues. There are a few plugins that are a great addition to just about any blog. I'd recommend installing these ones. The first is Yoast SEO. 
This helps streamline search engine optimization. You can enter in the keyword you are targeting on each post and Yoast will grade your SEO and recommend improvements. The next is Updraft Plus. This plugin automates a backup process so you can rest easy. And then lastly, WordFence. This adds some security to your system and notifies you about suspicious or malicious activity. Okay, step eight, create pages. Even if all you want to do is blog, you should still create a couple of static pages. To do this, you go to pages and then add new. Okay, so here are the pages that I would add even if all you're doing is blogging. First, an about page. The about page is normally the second most viewed page after the home page. People want to know who you are, so create an about page that shares your story. And then a contact page. If people want to contact you, make it easy. You can use the Contact Form 7 plugin to add a simple web form to a page. Okay, step nine, configure a menu. Okay, so now we have a couple of pages, but how do we get to them? We'll go to Appearance and then Menus. And from here, what we'll do is select the appropriate menu from the dropdown at the top and then just drag and drop the pages to the menu. You can drag and drop the pages around to rearrange their order. You can click on them to edit the name that it displays in the menu. And then when you're finished, just click Save Menu. Okay, step 10, post a blog article. You did it. You're ready to post your first blog article on your new website. All you have to do is just go to Posts and then Add New. All right, before we finish, I do have one tip for you. Focus on building a community, not monetizing. You're just starting out your blog. Enjoy it. Focus on building your community and gaining a following. Spend your time and energy making sure you're writing high-quality content that people care about. Don't go into this thinking about how you can monetize. That comes later. Build a community first and then determine what you can do to monetize that would benefit your community. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoyed this, please subscribe. This episode was brought to you by ClearPath Online, a DIY SEO tool for your website.